Now more than ever, it's so important that we foster and develop emotional intelligence. But did you know that needs are closely linked to emotions? And that when we know our needs and the more we fulfill them, the calmer and happier we are? Hashtag 52 Needs is a podcast that provides insights into how we can all make this happen. My name is Angela Heiser. I'm a professional coach and facilitator. And each week a guest joins me to discuss a different human need and how we can all improve and foster our emotional intelligence. Welcome to Hashtag 52 Needs. And this week we're talking about authenticity. Welcome, Adrian and Ash. Um, Hello, Angela. Let me quickly introduce you to those who don't know you. So Ash is the TV host, a TV and radio host of Ash London Life on the hit network. She's the mom to Greyhound Honey with Baby on the Way. And Adrian Bryan is the former assistant head of the hit network at Southern Cross Up Stereo. And he's currently practicing being a stay-at-home dad to Honey. And he's working very hard on a startup so he can support his growing family. Welcome, guys. And good to see you. The three of you and Honey's not in the room. Yes, no, Honey's not here. Usually this is where I work and Honey's always asleep in the corner and it's getting to the point where the artists that I speak to are like, where's Honey? Isn't she usually there? And then she farts and it's too loud, it's too smelly. She's sleeping somewhere else. Yeah, okay. So we're talking about authenticity at work and I know for you a lot of work is being public and being on social media and being on radio and TV and all of that. But I also want to talk about the public persona that you have or the public person that you are authentically, but I also want to talk about you as the colleague, both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there any difference between you as a colleague and the person you shows up in, in, um, on Instagram, for example? What do you think from your perspective? You've worked with me and you live with me. Um... I think it's the exact same person that shows up to work that is on Instagram that I see. I don't see any 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 difference at all. I think you, I mean, you're lucky to be in an environment, a radio environment where you get to be your complete authentic self anyway because it's encouraged and, um, you know, there's a safe space for mm-hmm. you to be able to, to be able to do that. I don't think, in fact, have you worked in like a real job place before? Because... A while ago when I was young, it was not for me. Yeah, yeah, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think that's, um, that's you're, you're fortunate to be in that environment that you can just be yourself like that. But yeah. I don't honestly see, and I think most people would say, yeah, what you see on Instagram is what you see in a work environment with Ash, you know, in the studio with her team. I think that's Sometimes where- I wish, because conversely, because we've worked together, I sometimes I do wish I could. I mean, Adrian's one of the best bosses I think I've ever seen, the best people managers, you know. But you have an incredible ability to be yourself, but also have the kind of boundaries at work that I think um, I probably it would be a bit healthier if I did have. <laughs> I'm no one's boss though. Like you, you were a boss, and I'm really not in a position of power over people. So mm-hmm. it's a bit different. Yeah, um, and I get away with a lot more because I'm, you know, talent or whatever. But sometimes there are moments where I think maybe I could maybe don't take this too personally and maybe mm. put some some more boundaries up. But I never will, Angela. Like I just, I'm 35 now. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so Adrian, I mean, this is more to, directed at you. Um, sometimes it's not appropriate to be your true self at work. 
when you deal with with colleagues and with bosses and all of that so there's there's a there's a so-called cultural appropriateness required yeah i okay so this is a really interesting conversation because i don't know if i buy into that um as much and maybe that's why um you know when i when i get to the top as i, as I kind of was uh, i started to feel potentially a little uncomfortable um because i think a lot of people um either feel they have to be political in in those environments and they have to say the right things mm. Um, or be seen as saying the right things to their team or um, whereas I never really did that um, and that either one was the wrong thing to do <laughs> um, but I think it, it endears the people that you work with you know to you when you're you can be as authentic and real as possible with them so if something's not going as well as it should be um, you know most leaders would probably get up and go, oh, well, you know, we're on the right path and everything that we've planned is working and it's all going to be fine and this is what, you know, and, yeah. you know, whereas I, I would never do that. I would get up and go, you know what, we're in a bit of a tough spot here and this is not working uh, and I need a bit more from you and, mm -hmm. and, and this is where I think we can improve things and whatever. And they appreciate the honesty um, and the authenticity around that response because they can see through the other one. It's like mm. if you're really playing the political game, they pick it straight away and they're like, I don't believe you. I don't believe that that's how you really feel. Like and then they don't trust you. And then they don't trust exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. It's a trust thing. And so, yes, there is like, there's definitely a line, but I would, I think, blur that line in a good way um, a lot of the time because I just, it just didn't feel natural to me to pretend or lie to them or mm. tell them something that wasn't true. Um, I'd much rather give them the honest truth and sometimes potentially too honest. Um, and, but that would, you know, give us another, another conversation to have after that. It's like, oh, well, I really struggled hearing that. It's like, okay, well, that's the reality. I'm not going to sugarcoat. That's where we're at. So let's have a chat about that instead. That's one thing. Um, and also I think the other thing for me is listening, mm. like, like being a genuine listener yeah. um, and that's something I really tried to do um, and I got that from my boss, Dave, who was just really great at it. You know, you knew that you had his entire attention when mm -hmm. you went to see him. Um, you just feel like you're the only person in the world that was important at that time. Um, so I really tried to do that as well and when you listen to people and really hear them out because, um, again, if you're sitting in that meeting and you're distracted and, you you know, you're not you're not showing your authentic self with them in that moment, they'll pick it and they'll walk away from that going, oh, well, he doesn't really have an interest. Yeah. So, But then would you argue that some leaders' authentic selves really don't care about people? Yeah, totally. So in that case, you're being authentic but you're being a crappy leader. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and that's another way to lead and it's not my way but it's definitely... And it can be very successful for people um, that they do that. I don't, maybe they don't have the same connections with the team that, that I've had over the past, but they can still be very good leaders with that kind of approach. It's just very different to mine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and that's the difference also between the two of you. I mean, you, you become more, that's not wrong word. It's not that you become more authentic, but you're peeling back the layers a little bit differently. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, when Ash gets on radio and TV, it's like, I'm here. I can't, peel, you can't peel back the layers very carefully and go, <laughs> give me, give me two, say, you know, give me a week to tell me, to tell you about who I am. You got to show up right then and there. Whereas when you're working in an organization, it's not, it's not really easy to go and, and again, like disclose yourself in the first five minutes and saying, this is me, what's and all. You got to build the trust first yeah. so that when you come, when you come across as an authentic leader and saying, it's not, as it not, it's not all unicorns, rainbows and sunshine, um, that when people hear that, they can take that in context and not go, oh my God, this leader has just lost all credibility because that was oversharing. Mm -hmm. I really didn't want to know that. Um, so it's, it's the ability to pace it out and saying, okay, now I can go to the next layer. Yeah. And I think that means in my job, I, I can get away with things that maybe earlier in my career would have brought on more judgment. And that's kind of one of the downsides of what I do is that whatever you say is public and you're held accountable. Yeah. But now I feel, and I used to get really stressed earlier on that people would always get the wrong idea about me. Oh God, I said a dumb thing as I overshared. But now I think because I have been so authentic from day one, people know that at, my, at the core, I am a good person and I love animals and these things about me that because I've been so honest about people know, so I get a bit more, you know, she didn't actually mean it that way. You know, they, they give me some grace, which I think yeah. I didn't get earlier, earlier on in my career and I feel more confident now to be more authentic. And part of that is just growing up and caring less, I think, what people say. Early on in my career, even, you know, in more recent times, Adrian will know I've been really almost paralyzed by what will people think of me? What will people say? What are they saying on the internet? But as I get older, it's a mixture of caring less and also working hard to kind of cement the idea that, you know, I'm not a bad person. And mm, yes. people, you, you know, like, they like, they know me. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. Well, there are a lot of people in the world who don't know who they are and they are just, um, you know, they just re react to what are their, their perception of, that other people have of them so they see themselves through other people's eyes whereas when when it's like you it's like this is me take me as I am yeah and I worry when I you know obviously we have a lot of young people that interact with my show and so socially and, and on on air and all those sorts of things and I think because we are raising people in a society where we're not forcing people to ask the hard questions and mm -hmm. be honest with themselves and be honest with each other and have hard face-to-face -face confrontations, I think I, I worry for people that they're never going to have that opportunity, you know, like I've we've both done the work, yeah. you know, we've sat in front of countless psychologists and therapists and had tough conversations with loved ones and yeah. both been through grief and things like that that force you to peel away those layers. And it hurts, but, you know, you're left with, a much better version mm. and I think some people will never have that opportunity and yeah. you know through my broadcast I hope that I can encourage people to you know have some of those conversations but it's a tiny it's a tiny that's, kind of drop in the that, ocean that, that requires as a leader the ability to say here I am um, so I'm willing to have this conversation with you I am willing to show up um, whereas a lot of leaders don't do that. They don't encourage that kind of openness. And a lot of the people they work with, therefore don't trust themselves to be able to give the, the leader the feedback or have that conversation by saying, yeah, I'd really love to be honest with you right now mm. because there's always that, 
you know, there could be politics behind that, as Adrian was saying, or there could be, again, fear of having a conversation. And I know here in Australia, people are really scared to have honest conversations. Mm. There's, there's a lot of, yeah, let's have that conversation. And then pew, gone they are. There's yeah. nothing, absolutely nothing. Whereas when you're really authentic and you can, and you, and, and again, you come from that self-reference point, then it's easy to have the conversation because you don't have to be afraid that it's going to destroy yourself, your self-worth. Mm. Yeah, another Brené-ism, sorry to bring Brené Brown up again, but her notion of clear is kind and unclear is unkind. We avoid tough conversations because we don't want to be mean. Yes. So we allow people to remain in roles that they shouldn't be in anymore or we allow bad behaviour to continue because we don't want to have the awkwardness. Yeah. But that's not being kind, that's being unkind. And I think Adrian's probably better at that than me in a work sense mm -hmm. of like having those tough conversations in a way that is beneficial and kind. Whereas I, because I still have a lot of, I need everyone to like me, I probably find it harder to have conversations yeah. about behaviour that needs to change. Yeah, just from the nature of the work that you do in radio, it's giving people feedback all the time, feedback on their performance um, on a daily basis. Um, and, you know, the feedback that I got about my feedback was that it was always, um, it sometimes can be harsh for them to hear or it can be um, a lot for them to take. And, you know, I, <laughs> there was a, Will and Woody uh, called me the Muhammad Ali of feedback at times because I just kind of come in and just bang <laughs> like that. You know, that wasn't good enough today. Whatever. But it's exactly what I needed to hear. And that's all that I ever try and tried to achieve in that feedback is like just tell people what they need to hear and they yeah. will get better and that's the only way you can really do it the more time you waste around the edges pretending or giving them fluffing them up or giving them the compliment sandwich or whatever it's wasting everybody's time yeah. <laughs> just get on with it yeah but it not but and then we, I think we all agree that when it comes from a place of love and from a place of, I want this person to be the best version of themselves, then it's received very differently than when it comes from that ego place or that place of, mm. I just need to, it's, that's not authentic. When, when no, somebody says, I'm going to help you, but I'm going to slam you down so that you know who's the boss. Yeah, that's a crappy feeling. I've had both kinds of leadership yeah. and it's not fun when you know someone's just doing their best to control you to make themselves feel bigger as opposed to I'm delivering tough feedback, but it's going to make you better. I still remember the tough feedback I got from Craig Bruce years ago that at the time was a bit like, oh, but has made me an infinitely better, mm. you know, broadcaster. So everyone wins, but no one teaches us how to have those conversations. Mm. Yeah. Apart <laughs> from you. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I think, again, authenticity is not necessarily authenticity and because it requires also a vulnerability on the person delivering the feedback to saying, you know, I'm, I'm very, I mean, I, when I give people feedback and when, you know, I always say, please test everything and dismiss what insults your soul. Yeah. You know, because I, this is my perception and please let's have a discussion about it. If that's not what, how you perceive it, let's talk about it. Mm. But don't take it, don't swallow it whole and all and then go home and go, oh my God, this is terrible. Or, but also don't dismiss it offhand and go, oh, she's got absolutely no idea. Let's talk about it. 
Yeah, I love that. Yeah, the be- the best talent that I've worked with um, are the ones that give it back to you when you mm-hmm. when you give them a bit of feedback. It's like, well, actually, don't I don't I don't agree with that, or I'm doing that because you mm-hmm. don't know that this is why I have to deliver it that way. It's like, okay, cool, now I get it. Um, but you know, let's not just you take my feedback and then get really pissed off and then come back to me and deliberately not do it on the air because that's not going to help anybody. <laughs> yeah, you know, like a, it's not working. Yeah. So yeah, that that's what you want yeah, passive, is you want a bit of pushback yeah passive aggressive is definitely not authentic no when somebody starts saying things on that's air, the worst yeah mm, yeah okay so <laughs> so it looks like we've got a bit of a lag here at the moment yeah I think so. hear me? yeah still got yeah okay great okay so when you're at work and you're sharing yourself authentically we talked about yes layers um, okay, but peel yourself, peel, peel back a bit, a bit more slowly, but how far you peel back, that's totally cultural, right? Yeah, I'm naked at this point. <laughs> like there's no more peeling, you're going to get bone. Yeah. Um, sometimes to my detriment, but I've learned to really embrace that in the end. I think I felt bad for it for a, a while. Um, I thought, um, you know, it's too much, actually you got to protect yourself. Mm. But I think I've really come to embrace it and really know that people don't get enough of that. And I hope that my authenticity um, gives others permission to also be authentic Um, because I'm not in a position of power over people. It's a bit Mm. different. I I know I have influence, but I don't have power per se. I'm not doing people's, you know, like contracts and deciding Mm. who gets to stay Mm. in jobs and things like that. Um, So I'm in this kind of cool spot where I have influence but not so much power and um, I have a a young team that I work with that I care about really deeply Mm -hmm. that I, you know, I started out in media as a 24-year-old and had to deal with things that were really crappy and I don't want that for especially the young women that I work with. So my authenticity I think has a lot to do with educating them and making them feel like they can be themselves and shouldn't have to make apologies for themselves mm. and shouldn't have to fit into any kind of, you know, stereotypes that women are expected to. And I take that kind of really seriously, especially as a woman. So I've learned to stop feeling so bad about the level of healing I've done. I think that just the one thing I need to get better at is maybe just admitting when I'm wrong and apologizing when I haven't handled something well, or when I have been wrong or haven't thought about something or, come late and not thought that that's going to affect four other people's jobs today. Mm-hmm. So I need to get better at that. Yeah. I mean, owning, we haven't talked about much, but owning that your mistakes is the most authentic thing that you can yeah. probably do um, in a work environment, certainly as a leader. Um, yeah. Just being accountable and mm. saying that was my bad. That wasn't right. Yeah. Um, because they, then again, they just see, oh, right, he's normal. He makes mistakes just like me. It's okay to make a mistake. Yeah. Cool. He's building an environment where it's okay to make mistakes, which encourages me to take more risks, yeah. which means everything's going to be cool. Yeah. So I think, yeah, owning the mistakes is, is another big one. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so much better than blaming someone, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we always that's go really- searching that way. That first thing is who is to blame here? So true. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So a lot of people, again, when, when, when there's a leader who's honest, who's straightforward, again, you don't have to, I mean, and now this is my standard saying that I say, share with my clients. It's, you don't have to take people home for a barbecue on the weekend. You don't have to bear your deepest, darkest <laughs> secrets. 
you know, but, but share yourself on a level where you, where you have a connection with somebody. So when you connect with them, they know you, they don't, they don't go, oh, this is just a task yeah. and we're just doing something together here for the greater good of the company or whatever it is. But we know each other as human beings. So when things go pear-shaped, we can say we've known each other in the good times, we can get through the bad times together as well. But a lot of people don't really want to do that. Yeah. They just go, we just work together and that's all good. But then when things do go pear-shaped, they go, but we've been working together. Yeah, but we've yeah. never built trust. Yeah, I have no idea who you are. Takes a lot of energy to do that. Like mm. to like I was gonna say before, like being too authentic sometimes can be really tough going because yeah. it feels like you take on so much and you feel like you've got a um, you've got all that kind of expectation and weight sometimes, which and then it becomes just, performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah is, that's right. And it's all sin, which is the opposite. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but yeah, a lot of people don't want to do that work. It's just it's too hard to be that to be that authentic and have those real conversations and develop those connections because that's bloody hard work. Mm, I'd rather yeah. just turn up and tell people what to do and go home. Yeah, so. exactly. I must say that, that in radio, by nature, you do, I think people are quite open and honest because that's what we're doing all day. It's storytelling. It's what's the angle on this? Where is their story? Where is their interest? You know, all everything is content. Mm. So... I think more than, you know, and I've worked most of my career in radio and the little glimpses I've had of other people's work class are probably a little bit different. Mm. I think there's probably a lot of oversharing in our offices <laughs> so we don't need to know about each other. But I think it means that because it's it's so cutthroat, you know, we have how many, so seven, service, seven ratings day a year where you might lose your job, eight. Yeah. So I think the way we get through that is the fact that we are very close and we become like family. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing. Mm. But it's again, it's, it's the, the level that you choose that you are comfortable with. And that's where the authenticity lies. It's not about the need of like when somebody says, Oh, I know so much about, you know, I'm, I'm sharing all of this with you. So now I'm expecting you to reciprocate. It's doing yeah. it from where you want to go, not where they want you to go. Yeah, my very best friend at work who I've worked who is we've worked on shows together for years and years and people think we are, we're like this. Mm. But the level to which I share with her is so much greater than what's reciprocated. It's not unbalanced, but mm. I've had to learn that that is her yes. and that's what she's comfortable with and I can't expect her to meet me at my, my level because my level is not normal for her and it would not be fun for her. So that was a lesson to go, yeah. okay, I'm here, but she's here, and it's not my job to push her as a friend or as a as a work colleague. Mm. And again, authenticity is also recognizing that you talk to her once as a friend, and you've got a totally different bandwidth than when you talk to her as a colleague. I would I would expect. Oh, we're still learning that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Authenticity is a topic that has many, many layers. It's not as simple as I'm just going to share yourself, myself with you. You know, here, here, here I am. You know, I'm just unpeeling all my inner layers. My, this is my inner world. These are all my emotions. I'm going to share all of that. There's a far more to that than, than, than that. I mean, it would be lovely if we could just. I mean, imagine living in a telepathic world. That would be really authentic. <laughs> Maybe a little bit too authentic, but hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you so much for your time and for your wisdom. And um, yeah, I look forward to seeing you again soon and I'll see you next week. Thank Pleasure. you, Angela. Thanks, we Angela. love you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Hashtag 52 Needs with me, Angela Heise. 
These podcasts are not created to provide answers, but to invite you to explore your own needs and discover what works for you. Find out more about my coaching and emotional intelligence programs by following Into Possibilities on Instagram at AngelaHeise.com and at my YouTube channel. And I'd love it if you shared this podcast with your friends, work colleagues and family. And I'll see you next time.